God's like, hey, Andrew, you're you're a really strong person. I'm going to keep pushing you. I'm going to keep breaking you because you're going to keep getting up and you're going to be the light for everybody behind you, everybody watching your journey, everybody that you get to share, you get to continue to share your story with, you're going to be the light for them. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. All right. Well, we're starting the episode of Entrepreneur Evolved, and I'm very excited to have our new guest, Andrew Napier from Cincinnati. But as an entrepreneur, we do go through things, and I'm just going to bring it up right away, bud. What has your last two weeks been like? Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, the best way to put it and the only way to put it is uh, Saturday night. I didn't think I was going to see Monday. Um, I literally had doctors telling me, like, your percentage of living past, like, 30 is now reduced to 32%. Um, basically, what had happened is, and I'll kind of detail it on the story, is Friday night, I have normal day normal day of business, ran through my life, did my uh, normal due diligence. And all at once, it was later in the evening, we were sitting watching a movie. It was me and my girlfriend. And literally, it felt like I just got shot in the head by a gun. That's the best way to put it. And everything on my entire left side of my body just stopped working. I couldn't move my hands. I couldn't move my arm. Um, I couldn't move my leg. I had like really, really weird sensations up and down my body. And basically, I was like, you know what, me being a young person, I'm only 25. Uh, I was like, I'll sleep this off. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. So I went to bed and I woke up Saturday and um, I still felt no feeling on my left side. So I was like, you know what, maybe I should go see a doctor. I went to go see a doctor at the urgent care um, near my house. And I walked in and me thinking, you know, I'm a young guy. There's not, I'm not gonna have a stroke. I'm not gonna have a life threatening incident ever happen to me. Not this young. Uh, the doctor's like, do you want me to call you an ambulance? And I was like, for, for what? I, I drove myself and walked myself into this office. Like, what do you mean? I need an ambulance. And he's like, you're having a stroke. You've been having a stroke since yesterday. You need to go to the hospital right now. Wow. And I was like, what? Um, and yeah, long story short, I got rushed to the hospital um, doctors had to do so many scans on me that I couldn't sleep for four days straight because they had to keep monitoring me every 15 to 30 minutes. They had to keep coming in, waking me up, asking me a whole bunch of questions, um, making me do stuff with my body, keeping my mind active. And basically they were trying to figure out what happened to me. They were trying to figure out exactly what caused the issue and what brought me down. And um, that's basically what this past week's been like. It's just been sitting in the hospital bed, contemplating if I was actually going to ever get out of the hospital bed. <laughs> wow, brother. Wow. Um, we had planned to do this. And just you being here right now is a blessing to have you here. Um, and I mean, I, I watched the story and, and we watched how many people encouraged you and you, you're a cared about person. So I want you to know that. And, and I think that it was just awesome to watch your attitude and how you went, you know what, I have a choice. And I think that that comes along with what's the banner behind you. And I think that maybe that word pursuit, right, of happiness that you had mm -hmm. to pursue that. What, um, what went through your mind um, of responsibilities that you had in life that you had, you were, I, I watched some of your comments and I could tell there was this drive, but what was going on in your head of like, what happens to everything I built? You know, you, 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 you're, you're, they're telling you one thing and uh, you know, our minds don't just shut off. You feel there's responsibilities, right? So what was going on? Um, like on a business sense, like how you think I felt personally about like the whole, like what happens to my life now? Like how would happen? What did I have even done? Um, truthfully, I, I had a lot of deep thinking and a lot of deep thought about that. So and I kind of want to rebuttal back to like my story of why I even started my company and why it's called Pursuit Happiness Marketing. So um, about two years ago, it was like start of 2019. I was actually engaged. I was in a really, really committed six plus year long relationship um, with my fiance. And I came home from a business trip and I caught her with another guy um, in the house I paid for in the bed that I paid for, like literally blew my mind. Right. So I had lost all my happiness. Cause like from 
I've, I've been in business for five years now. The whole time I was building my company and building my business was to give me and her a foundation to raise kids, to build a family, to do our life. Um, and basically that was pulled out from underneath me and I had lost my happiness and I've lost my pursuit of happiness. So I started pursuit of happiness marketing as a way to find my own pursuit because we're all individually on our own pursuit of happiness. We're all looking for what individually makes us happy internally. So I wanted to find a way where I was able to leverage, because obviously with being a business owner, that is my pursuit. That's what makes me happy. That's that's what drives me. Um, it allows me to impact other people. It allows me to donate to charity. It allows me to live whatever type of life I want to live on a day-to-day -day basis. And I started Pursuit of Happiness Marketing and kind of find that. And along the way, over the past couple of years, um, I'll bring you back to last year. And this is something that blows people's minds. Every time I say it, I had two beloved Huskies. Um, they both got out and I live out in the country and they happened to get shot and killed by the police. Um, something you just never think is ever going to happen. And I realized after that experience that, Hey, maybe now my journey, my business is not about my pursuit of happiness but how I can help others pursue their happiness mm. because in reality, that's what makes me happy. That, that is my happiness is helping other people find their happiness. So when I hit this rock bottom with this stroke ordeal, I've already gone through so, so much mm. stuff over the past three years. I'm sitting there thinking like, well, does God hate me? Like is, is like, what is my life? Like, is this a, just a negative ball of crap? And I, I had a click while I was laying there in the hospital bed. I was like, no, that's not what this is. Like, I'm not hated. I'm, I'm what this is, is God's like, Hey, Andrew, you're, you're a really strong person. I'm going to keep pushing you. I'm going to keep breaking you because you're going to keep getting up and you're going to be the light for everybody behind you. Everybody watching your journey, everybody that you get to share, you get to continue to share your story with. You're going to be the light for them. And, that's kind of what was driving me at that point in time while I was laying there dying in the hospital bed or felt like I was dying in the hospital bed was this isn't my way out. This isn't, this isn't life hating me. This isn't God sending some spite on me. This is him simply saying, Hey, I'm going to put you through this because I know at the end of this, you're going to be a light. And that's kind of where I am now is like, I've realized that my whole business and everything I've done in life, hasn't been for me. It, it never has been. I thought it was, but it never really has. It's been about shedding light and helping others along their journey. And that's kind of like something big that hit me that I didn't really ever think about till I was on my deathbed to where I was like, um, and this is also something funny that I thought about is what, what's my story going to be like? Like, okay, let's say everything ended Saturday. I, I never came out of the hospital. What's the story going to be told about me? And I've thought about that and thought about that and thought about that. And I was like, the only story that could ever be told about me is how much help and how much love I put into this world. Cause that's all I'm willing to put in. Um, even with all these negative experiences that I've gone through. And I think that's just truly, truly embedded into not just my business, but now my life and now my purpose in life it is all about how much light can I bring into the world? Um, I think that I hope that answers your question. Yeah. And and I think what you just shared was that you, you had to refine your why. Does that sound right? Yes. A hundred percent. And then instead of finding your why for you, you decided to make it bigger than you. And now you are in a way responsible for that commitment. And I think that that's, that's commendable, my friend. I mean, for you to have had a stroke three days ago and you're here and you're ready to tell your story tells people on this podcast right now that the mental ability to shift when someone says you might not be doing very well, you have a choice. And you, you literally showed that, man. You really did. Like straight up, it was awesome. Um, and you're still going to be going through it. I'm sure that there's things that are going through and you have a great community to do that. So let's go back a little bit. You uh, five years that makes you twenty years old, and um, you had what was the shift? What what did you decide that I could make my own money? Where was the decision that you said, or or where was the trigger, or whatever that was? I believe it was affiliate marketing. Was that where you started? Yes. Um, so I actually became a published author, and I actually earned my very first six figures. Um, and actually left my day job leveraging affiliate marketing. So 
And it all kind of started with one, one click that has powered my life ever since then. Um, I was a nine to five mechanic. I went to school for mechanics. That's like literally the only thing I ever knew was how to be a mechanic, how to fix cars. And that's it. So I had come to a place where, and like I said, I was engaged. Um, I thought I was settling down. I thought I was going to start a family. So I had bought a house. I had bought um, a car. I had basically positioned myself as an anchor um, mm -hmm. here in Cincinnati. And I all of a sudden hit a spot where I was like, well, um, here we are. I'm six months into being a mechanic. Um, I've been doing the same exact thing every single day, Monday through Friday. And my life is just a repeat, like over and over and over again. Sure. I'll go camping. Sure. I'll go on these trips, but in reality of it, what am I doing? Like, what, what am I actually living? What, what is my experience? And I realized that being trapped at a day job, I, I couldn't live. I, I literally couldn't. It's not possible. You don't, you can't live a life on weekends. You can't live a life on your days off. So I had to make a pivot to allow myself to be independent, to allow me to chase whatever I wanted to do. And at the time I wanted to travel. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to mm. see the States. And I actually spent around six months uh, traveling the United States back when I first started my company. And that was my main driving force is I just wanted to live life and experience life because I realized that I was basically just in a repeat, like over and over and over again at my day job. And I was stuck. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Um, I, I remember my first sale on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first time, but I, I remember it. I was 22 23 and um that first reality of like wait a minute someone from where wants my what like there's there's this mind thing that opens up what was that first thing that you sold what was that first transaction that came through and you went wait a minute they just sent me money <laughs> what was that um, so this is actually probably going to blow your mind. There is this really cool machine called a magic. It's basically like, um, filtered water, but it also ionizes it. So it mm -hmm. like charges the water electricity. And basically I had signed up with one of my buddies that had, I went to high school with, and he was basically a health nut. And he was like, dude, like this water really makes you feel good. And I have kidney issues. I've had kidneys issues since I was a kid. So I was like, sure, I'm down for it. Let, let's do some healing water stuff. And, um, then all of a sudden I had some people cause I was doing lives on, um, you can, I can actually probably backdate and show you guys the video of this. But basically, I was taking, went to Walmart and I bought a whole bunch of tomatoes. And I had this magic machine that if you put the tomatoes in normal tap water and then you put the same tomatoes in the magic water, there's like this oil and this nasty stuff that's coming off of the, the processed foods um, that's just put on there to keep them pesticides, just keep the food nice, stuff Color. like that. Yeah. Uh, right, right. Color, all that good stuff. And I had recorded that on a live video. And then all of a sudden I had somebody that I didn't know that was messaging me like, Hey, how do I get one of these magic machines? Like, how, how do I get that water machine? And all of a sudden I was like, wait, I can sell these and make money. Hold on. Like, uh, hold on. Let me try to sell this. So I actually sold one of the magic machines, got my first commission check. And then that's when I realized I was like, Cause my main thing in being stuck as a mechanic, I was like, well, how do I, how do I sell something? How do I start a business? How do I, how do I do any of that? But with affiliate marketing, I was able to leverage somebody else's thing that they already built. All I had to do was show the person the thing. That's it. Um, and it was like an all click moment for me because I had some random guy off of a Facebook live watching me do this tomato test, showing all the nasty stuff that was coming off tomatoes that ended up becoming my first commission sale, which completely changed my life. Cause then I'm like, wait, I can record videos. I don't have to turn wrenches and like mm. put bolts on cars. Like I could just record videos and make money. Like what? <laughs> wow. I think, I think that that's, you know, as you look back, you know, you leveraged someone else's idea and then you turned it into something. What was one thing that you had said a minute ago is that you were a mechanic. And um, what I find is that in, in life, things come down skill sets, right? And so that was a skill set that you had. And one thing that I notice is that there's sometimes is a difference in, in the mental state of one skill set. So for example, you're, you're, you were a mechanic and then you turn into really kind of a, a tr transaction based. 
what maybe was your mind shift? Cause that's not, I mean, that's a different structure. That's like, now I have to have an outgoing personality, which it seems like you already kind of naturally do, but that, you know, mechanic and, and, and fixing things does not mean people don't have an outside personality, but you do end up having a, uh, let's say a, a fixer mentality where you focus on something by yourself, you know, you, you got to handle it yourself, but now you're out doing something. What was that mental shift for you? Because you change. Definitely. Um, I'll be honest with you, that shift, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen for my first sale. It actually took me around six months for me to kind of slowly transition from me being in a position of, Hey, come bring me your car. Let me fix your car and then send you along your way to, Hey, now I'm a promoter. Now, now I'm selling this product. Now I'm selling the service. Now I have to build content. Now I have to be an extrovert. Now I have to talk to people. Now I have to um, be this person that actually drives people and traffic back to these items. And that was a big mindset shift because like you were talking about with skill sets, I had the skill set of, Hey, I can fix this car. I can, I can be a mechanic. Um, now I understood after I got my first sale, I was like, wait, this is a whole new skill set. I, I am selling, selling in of itself is a skill set that I'm going to have to learn. So I had to take six months and hundreds of books and courses and learning lessons and everything else in between to kind of teach myself how to be that person to how to be a promoter, how to be somebody that can um, authentically be themselves and produce profit doing so. And I think it was a skill set that I learned. And because of that, I'm able to do my pursuit of happiness marketing that I'm currently doing. I'm able to do my coaching that I'm currently doing because I learned through that experience that all it is is a different skill set. Just like if you want to, if a Toyota pulls up and then the next day a Lamborghini pulls up and you're a mechanic. It's a different skill set. You have to learn mm. how to work on that car. You have to learn yeah. how to be that thing, right? Yeah. Same thing in business. Once I had that door open up saying, hey, look, you're not limited to just being a mechanic. That's not your, just your limited skill set. You're limited to whatever you want to teach yourself. You're limited to the skill set that you're allowing yourself to learn. Um, and that was the big mindset shift for me is like I had to open up my eyes to say, hey, I, I, this is a skill set. So is selling. So is promoting. All it is is knowledge. I have to learn the knowledge and implement on it. And that's kind of what snowballed my life the rest of the way was having that switch. I think that when you um, you had made a comment in here and I'm going to let you kind of elaborate on this because it's basically um, this is the shift that you went through. And I think that you lay out. Uh, a kind of a process here. And at this point where you decided to do the affiliate marketing, you made these Let's see, there's three steps here. I'm gonna go ahead and read them back to you. And then you can kind of share, you know, what they meant to you. Maybe you could share a little bit of what they are. I love bringing up old things because then I always see people go, what are you bringing up? (laughs) But I got your back. So uh, step one, so you got, basically you had a product, you have it there, you have something you can deliver. You also have a way of making a transaction. What I mean by that is a gateway to get somebody to put money into your account. So now you have this system, right? And you gave three different steps. You were ready to go. And I'm assuming that you used these ones. Make a ton of noise. Capitalize on that noise. And three, scale to the moon without telling anyone how fast I'm moving because people get weird when you talk about how much my company is bringing in. What were those stages? So let's break them down easy. Make some noise. Take advantage of the noise. And then keep to yourself? Is, is that where you're going with that? Yes. Um, and this is something I learned the very hard way. Um, and it's something that I do pride myself in being able to share with other people. When I first started, uh, obviously having a mechanic background and then going into like the marketing world, so to say, um, and the promotion world, I didn't know anything. I was very ignorant to it when I was first getting started. And what I was doing is every time I was making a sale, or every time I was bringing in a significant amount of money into my business or the affiliate marketing or like anything along them lines, I was posting it. I was, I was almost bragging, so to say. Now, hindsight, looking back at that, 
I have realized that people were looking at that like, hey, this guy's bragging. This guy's this guy's just showing me his cards. This guy's showing me what he's doing. Um, but there there's kind of like a, a fine line between that is when you're in a promoter stage and when you're in like the affiliate marketing space, when you are making noise and you're capitalizing on the noise, yes, you are supposed to say, hey, guys, look, I got this result. Hey, I, I did this. But to a certain extent, you have to be humble about it. And when I first mm. started, I wasn't being very humble about it. Um, and I, I want to take you back to something specific. So when I had my first 1K day, right, I was work- making $1,000 a week as a mechanic. I made $1,000 in a single day off a video. I immediately was like blowing it up everywhere. I was throwing that thing everywhere. I was like, dude, look, I have made $1,000 in one day off of a video. Like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And what I had realized then is like, I have, I have now have people looking at me like, oh, this guy's bragging. This, this guy's just showing me what he could do. But instead now I take and I leverage that noise in a way that propels people and it pushes people Mm. instead of just being like, Hey, this is what I did. Now I backstep it and say, Hey, this is how I did it and why I did it. And these are the results I got because I did this thing. Um, And I think it's as I grow and as I scale, I kind of have to keep like my numbers and everything to myself because Mm. Some people feel as though it's competition and feel as though you're bragging about it. So you kind of got to watch that. There's a fine line between bragging and not bragging and help and not being helpful. So that's kind of where it comes into play is like you have to make noise being a marketer. You have to make noise. It doesn't matter what business you, you own or operate. Noise is how you get paid. If you don't make noise, you're not getting paid. So putting yourself in a position of a noise maker that's giving you yourself a whole new type of roles. But now after you make the noise and you capitalize on the noise, you're left with a choice. Do I brag about what my results and the noise that I made, or do I keep it quiet and just continue to make noise? Mm. So I think that's like a really fine line that I had to learn was what defines each of them things. Like, how do I, how do I know what is bragging? What is help? Um, so I had to kind of look at it at that light is, is kind of where are people looking at it on my sense. And the best thing that I have learned as I've scaled to higher levels, like right now my agency is doing six figures a month. Like, I'll just be honest, like we're scaling past that. Talking to somebody that's making 50K a year in a trade job, they're like, you're doing what in a month? And it's they can't comprehend it. They're not at that mindset level they're not at that skill set level so you kind of have to watch who you're talking to and who your audience is because you don't want to have it a be a brag you're just trying to be a light for people to follow and that's kind of like the fine line between it. i think i think you nail it and I, and I think that um it's something i think that you're i'm noticing a lot you're seeing less of well i'll say this i realize that a lot a lot of people live in smaller homes and, and, and then everybody that says that they're rich do over this whole pandemic, everybody's showing where they live and we don't all live lavish, massive 7,000 square foot mansions. And so when you look at that, you're like, Oh, I could, I could do what Andrew does. And you know, the, the story would be that it happened yesterday. Right. But what you just told a second ago was that it actually took you six months to be in the game. And I think what you said a lot of people need to hear this. You are taking on a new animal. You're taking on a new beast in who you are. And it takes time to make that person because you were somebody before. And I think your story tells a lot of people that are in a place of quitting, right? I mean, shoot, you just did it in the hospital. Your story (laughs) tells, look, I, I, I could have gone inward and you chose to pursue other people's happiness. Right. And, and I think that that has such value to people that want to quit because really it, it, it's, it's a collection of knowledge until you can actually execute. So with that, um, my question here was, I heard when you were on, uh, you were in, you were in the hospital and I was paying attention. And then when you said you're coming on, I was like, well, we're going to do this thing. Awesome. Because this is incredible. (laughs) But the guy literally said to you, or was your nurse, I think it was your doctor, and I think it was an interesting statement. He said, you got the fire. Was that it? 
Yeah. So, um, explain what that is. This, this actually blew my mind. It was the first time in my whole life I have ever heard this. So, um, I have had nurses and everything coming in and out of the room and every single time, one of the main questions they asked me was, Hey, do you need therapy? Do you need physical therapy? Do you need, um, hand coordination? Do you need mind coordination? Do you need all these therapy things? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, here's my, I'm on my laptop. I am literally running my company. I was showing the nurses what I was doing. I was showing the, I was literally doing coaching calls with people while I was sitting in the hospital bed and I was showing my nurses what I was doing. So the, the news just started to travel through all the nurses and through all the doctors. And then one of the doctors had come in and talked to me and uh, he came in, he rested his hand on my leg and he's like, man, I hear you have fire. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not on fire. Like I, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I don't yeah. feel like I'm on I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what are you talking about? And he's like fire financial um, independence, retirement early. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? He's like, it's a law that everybody studies. Like it, it's just something that's commonly known in the medical field that if you want to retire early, the only way to retire early is to have financial independence without financial independence, you're never going to retire early. So in total, if you want to retire early, you need to have the full fire, which is financial independence, retirement early. And, um, he told me that and it like, it, it lit me up so much. I was like, I'm stealing this. Like I'm, I'm totally using this. And I had made a group. Um, it's actually called fire, uh, financial independence, um, leads, retire leads to retirement early. Um, I created a group around it. I created a community around it all while I'm sitting in the hospital bed. And it was something that just goes to show you that if you're, if you allow your mind to pivot instantaneously instead of over, because this is something that I've learned over the years is when you first get started in business, you overthink everything. You, you over process everything. You don't implement you. You just give yourself so many weeks of all these thinking, deep thinking, deep thoughts. Am I doing this right? Should I make this pivot? Should I make this move? Well, what I've learned is that if you just go with it instantaneously, like if you, if it clicks in your brain, if you had that click in your own brain, everybody around you is going to have the same click. It's some little aha moments that kind of get everybody around you going. And when that nurse told me, when the doctor told me about fire, I was like, that that's something I want to take. That's something that, that I truly did build. That's something that I have been working on that I didn't even know I was really working on. And it, I, I decided to share that with people and then come to find out nobody ever heard of that. Nobody I yeah. knew in my network knew what fire was. And I was like, well, this is a new term for everybody, I guess. So yeah. congratulations. Um, so that's just something awesome that like, it just goes to show you that you may be working towards a goal. You may be thinking you're going one way, but everybody else is viewing it a different way. Everybody else is viewing it through their eyes and through their own individual impairments. So um, that's kind of just where the fire came about. And the guy told me I had fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got fire, brother. I think you do. So I think he was right. So I'm going to, um, I know that you have two different business models and I know we're attaching ourselves to the affiliate. So I'm going to stay there just for a little bit longer. Um, so there was a, what I like to do is go into the news and I like to look for things that are statements and then go ahead and get your feedback. So I'm going to go ahead and pull this one up that I have here. And this was done by entrepreneur.com. And it says there's one marketing model that plays by a different set of rules. However, rules based on paying for performance after results have been driven affiliate marketing once viewed as a shot in the dark is driven today by sophisticated technology, transparency between partners, and a compensation tied to specific measurable results. What are your thoughts on entrepreneur.com is talking about this? I mean, this isn't, this isn't like the old days when you'd be like, hey, you want to be an affiliate, you know, and go from there. This is becoming more legit. What do you say to people that think about getting into it? Or what do you think that the market is today in affiliate marketing? Um, so I love this question and it, I want to bring it back to when I first started in affiliate marketing. When I first got started, if I said affiliate marketing and just like, let's say I'm in a group, a room of a hundred people. And I just said, Hey, affiliate marketing, like I, I do affiliate marketing. Nobody's going to know what affiliate market, nobody's going to know. Nobody would have known back then. Um, it was a very new concept. And 
mind you, I just started doing this like five plus years ago. So five years ago, this concept was so brand new that nobody knew what it was. But nowadays, everybody knows what affiliate marketing is because it allows people to start their very own business and leverage other people's already built products, services, businesses, business models, and everything else as if it's their own instantaneously. So instead of back in the day, um, how I had to, and I want to revert back to when I started in affiliate marketing, I got the magic machine, right? I had to figure out how to build the videos. I had to figure out how to drive traffic. I had to figure out how to sell. I had to figure out how to build a selling process. I had to figure out how to take the transactions. I had to figure out all of that, right? Same exact product nowadays. They have it all done for you. They have built for you sales funnels. They have built for you content. They have built for you scripts to follow. It's all given to you as an affiliate. Mm. Um, it allows people to fast track the results because now they no longer have to put thought into how to do the thing because it's already done for them. And then I think the number one key thing about affiliate marketing, why it's grown so big so quickly is for instance, let's say you're somebody brand new. Let's say you're like me. We're a nine to five mechanic with no prior results, no prior branding, no prior business. Um, who's going to listen to me? I'm going to have more self-doubt in myself than, than anything out there. I'm going to prevent myself from growing. I'm going to prevent myself from going out there just because I'm going to overthink everything because I have to do it. But nowadays, now with affiliate marketing, if you want to learn how to do something or if you want to team up with brands that are known, that are built, that are that are reputable, you can. Like you could go to Amazon.com right now, scroll down to the bottom of the page, become an affiliate, and every single item that is sold on Amazon.com, you can sell for yourself and you can make a commission off of. Do you need to know how the business model works? Do you need to know how to source the item? Do you need to know how to build the, the marketing campaign? Do you need to know how to build traffic? No, it's done. So you you now have a business that is literally just handed to anybody. Anybody can now be a business owner. And the number one reason why people fail as business owners is their selves. They put themselves as the main roadblock. That's the main thing that you have to overcome first is yourself. But with new affiliate marketing, you don't have that because you're using brands that are already built, that are already reputable, that are already trusted. So you now have trust in yourself because you're mm -hmm. like, wait, I could sell a million of this thing because you know what? I know it's a good thing mm -hmm. compared to back in the day where it's like, uh, am I really this good? Am I, am I really, should I really be selling myself? Mm -hmm. Should yeah. I really be selling the thing I'm doing? So sure. it kind of flipped the whole script on being a business owner. So I think that what you just laid out, and I think you have some insight in this, is you eliminated skill sets that you don't have to use right away. So what you just basically said is like, if you're going to build your own product, you are going to, well, you could have a team, right? You have a team and they could do design, they could do funnels, they can do um, whatever that is. If you don't have a team, you're going to have to learn how to do the funnel. You're going to have to copyright. You're going to have to put that whole thing. And then you're also going to find a product that maybe has never been in the market before that you're going to introduce. And there's a, there's a leverage that's there. So if you don't have to do those things, what did you find were the skill sets that you needed to execute? Because you've eliminated those, right? Quality, all that stuff, that, that confidence you can stand on. You know, it's, it's, you can stand on that confidence. So what skill sets did you find that you needed to have that you didn't need these, but what were the ones that you did need to have? Um, mostly noise creation like that. That's really it. When I, when I finally had the click with affiliate marketing and I was like, wait, I, I don't have to build the product. I don't have to build the service. I don't have to build the ecosystem. I don't have to build any of this. I can just simply make noise for an item that's already created mm. and make profit. So I'm going to take this a step further. How I made my very first six figures in affiliate marketing was leveraging somebody else's Facebook group. It wasn't mine. I didn't even build it. I didn't even name it. Like I literally was just a random person that saw this Facebook group with like 30,000 people in it. I joined the Facebook group, saw everybody was talking about this water machine already. And I was like, wait, how about I just talk about the water machine too? How about I just create noise inside mm -hmm. of this group 
this community that's already built for me and just take a little bit of that traffic and use it for myself. Now I don't have to build an ecosystem. Now I don't have to do any of this stuff. I'm now in a position of just making noise and talking to people that that's all I have to do. Um, and I kind of think that that's like where affiliate marketing has kind of grown to the level it is now is because so many people realize like nowadays, right now, as we're doing this interview, you jump on Facebook, you jump on LinkedIn, you jump on Google, you do a quick little search on anything you want. You could do fishing lures to freaking how to fly a kite. You're going to find some group of people already built. So now with affiliate marketing, what you're able to do is you know the group of people is there. You know the community of people that are willing to buy and willing to be interested in the things there. Your only job, because affiliate marketing already takes care of the service for you and the product for you, is just to get people from this place to actually purchasing. That's it. That, that is literally your mm -hmm. only job as a business owner. Um, compared to running a conventional business where you're doing everything and you have to learn all of these different skill sets. You have to learn all of these different processes and things. Now you're down to just learning one thing. How do you drive noise? How do you talk to people? How do you just be a people person? Mm -hmm. So um, it takes the stress out of it. And what is the, um, you know, you in any business, you're going to have a profit margin and you're going to return on investment and things like that. And so you're not building it. So you don't have that, I guess you'd say invested income and, you know, that gamble of it. Um, so in that, what is a normal commission on a hundred dollar product if you were to sell it just to make it easy what is it what is kind of a, a if somebody got into affiliate marketing what would be a commission structure that you've noticed over the years that would work or it makes sense because you still have to invest your time so um hands down and i'm going to talk about this because i openly promote them it's not my company it's some place that i am affiliated with there's this amazing software company called ClickFunnels, which basically is a website building platform. It allows anybody and everybody to learn how to build websites very quickly, very fastly. Now, that's the gist of the software. Inside of that software, um, there's a lot of educational programs to teach people how to drive traffic, how to build sales copy, how to do all this stuff that you need to know how to do to build websites. There's this thing called the One Funnel Away Challenge. I'm not sure if it's still active or not. This is something I did like a year ago. It's $120, okay? If you promote the affiliate challenge as an affiliate, you get $100 out of the $120. So literally only $20 goes to the original company. The $100 goes into your pocket. Um, that is the best commission setup that I've seen in the years that I've been in this business. But now... We're almost three years into me seeing the One Funnel Away Challenge and it actually becoming popular. If you look at all of these other companies, they're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, we're going to give you 80% commission on this thing because we're still going to make the profit we need to be sustainable. You're going to be building our list for us. You're going to be building the audience for us. You're going to be building all this stuff for us. And of course, we're going to pay you what your worth is. And I think that that's like one of the best structures that you can nowadays see is when you're looking at as an affiliate getting an 80 to 90 percent commission off of anything you sell um because that takes when i first started like for a, reverting back to a magic the machines cost like six thousand dollars okay i was only getting maybe twelve hundred dollars out of the six compared to some of the affiliate programs that are now where i'm getting 50 60 70 percent commissions off of it now it's a no-brainer. Now it's like, well, no, duh, I'm going to promote this thing because I'm making yeah. more money than the actual people doing the thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think that as you, as you went through this, you started to pick up some different skill sets and you started to pick up, obviously, the way to affiliate and the way to attach yourself and things. What are some of the, maybe some of the scary stories that have happened or some of the stories that just didn't go so well? I mean, where, where in there and you went, you know what, this just isn't the right deal or, or, or this isn't the right company. What are some things that you could look for that, that are red flags, right? Because you got to sell a good product. I mean, you, you get chargebacks, right? If, if it, if it doesn't go through. Okay. So how, what, what are some things that you would tell people to like run? <laughs> so something, and this is just me kind of being a coach and teaching people something that I tell every single one of my affiliates because of the world we live in currently, 
You can literally go to walmart.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and become an affiliate for Walmart. You can sell anything that's in Walmart. So at the, at the end of the day, it's not, well, what do I sell? Because you could sell anything, period, anything and everything. It's what do I vibe with? Who do I, as a person, meaning you as a person, who do you want to spend your time with? One of the worst lessons I learned was I built an entire community um, of around like 2000 people selling this affiliate product. And I'll be honest with you, I was only in it for the profit. I, I was in it because it had a really good profit margin. It was a really good product. But at the end of the day, my soul wasn't into it. I didn't mm. like the people I was hanging out with. I didn't like the community I had built. I didn't like the conversations going on. Like I, I, I didn't, I, I felt like I was an outsider in my own mm. group. Okay. Yeah. So one of the main things I teach people is just find what you vibe with. Do you like fishing? Okay. Go find some fishing products to affiliate with because what's going to end up happening is if you decide to go all in and you decide to build your community of people for the specific thing that you like, you end up just building a giant friend group that just pays you money. That's, that's the best way to put it. Um, and you never really hate your life. You never really hate your job. You never really hate showing up because you're hanging out with people that reflect yourself. So that's kind of the, one of the main things that I learned is mm -hmm. never go after something for profitability. Never go after something because it's a good product or a good service. Only go after something that you can see yourself going after personally. And if it works out for you, could you see yourself being a part of the community? Could you see yourself giving value to this community? If not, then you're probably not in the right product. You're probably not in the right service. And you're never going to make money with it. Like, even if it's a good commission structure, even if it's a good product and service, if your heart's not into it, you're not going to care. You're not going to want to put drive into it. You're not going to want to keep showing up. But if you're leaning in towards that and you're leaning in towards, hey, let me build something that I actually want to show up to do and I actually want to show up for, you're going to show up every day. You're going to love what you do. You're going to love the people you're helping. And that puts yourself in a whole new ball game because now you're not looking at it like, well, how much money am I going to make and how much am I going to see from this? You're not like, well, I get to show up and I get to do what I love. But guess what? The best part is I'm getting paid to do it like that. That's how I think about affiliate marketing now. Um, and that's how most of my students think about affiliate marketing is I align them with the product and service that they find themselves doing that they find their soul power in because at the end of the day, this journey really is all about your pursuit of happiness. It's whatever makes you happy. So don't go after something that is, and that's one of the hardest lessons I ever learned is don't go after something that is just a good price point or a really good product. Just find something that aligns with your soul. I remember um, when I started my first online business was in e-commerce. And I remember just realizing that I'm selling to someone in Cincinnati. I'm selling to someone in New York. And I think one thing that just triggered me as I was like, wow, there is a, I mean, in the US and you could go Australia, but let's just take some numbers. You can go UK, go all over the, over the world, but let's just take some simple numbers. You got 320 million people. How many friends do you need to make a living? I mean, if you put that in perspective and when I think that one thing that um, some people deal with, and this might not be everybody, but uh, it's, it's kind of business only gets done in my backyard. And I think that it, we pulled for so long of just going, hey, I can't find the right person to do business with me because you're only looking four miles away or you only have a 30 mile radius. And what you just shared was a feeling that I'm sure a lot of people realize when they go on the internet, they're like, wait a minute here. I can actually be on and work with somebody in another state or beyond where I'm at. And I think that you share that experience like so perfectly. Um, one of the things I wanted to kind of shift here is uh, I, I still struggle with this one in a sense of like, I grew up with people say, oh, you got ADHD, you got ADD. And I was like, no, I kind of might want to have a little more fun than you do. And I had this old, <laughs> this old man that was like, uh, he was an older gentleman. I'll say that respectfully. And he was in his late seventies and I'll never forget. He sat next to me and he said, you know, what's the one thing that's good about ADD. And I said, what? He says, no one ever had a bad time hanging out with someone with ADD. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I read something and you had said this exact same thing. You said, 
the biggest click I've had in years. Why don't I help people with ADHD become successful? I know the struggles and I also know how to leverage it as a superpower. And this starts to transition into what and we can get into this of what pursuit of happiness is going to become and the way that you're transitioning. But why don't you share a little bit about what that statement is on how to leverage the superpower of having been labeled, I'm going to say that, ADHD. Um, so I actually want to backtrack to this point on why that status even became a thing. So um, this is something I don't normally share with people, but it is something that is a part of my story. I dropped out of high school. I didn't, I don't have a GD. I don't have a high school diploma. I literally dropped out. Um, in my whole entire school career, I was always in the special classes. I was always with the special people. I was always with the ADHD people. I was always with the ADD people. Um, and we were classified as different. So my whole entire life from a childhood all the way up to adulthood, I was like, dude, I'm different. I'm different. I, I'm different. I'm different. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not the same as everybody else. I don't think the same as everybody else. I don't act the same as everybody else. Like I don't, I, I can't process the same as everybody else. And for the longest time, I always thought that that was a bad thing. So mm. when I started my company, when I started my business, I stayed silent about it. I didn't tell anybody I had ADHD. I didn't tell anybody I had ADD. I didn't, I didn't build content around it. I didn't, talk about white noise and how it like helps me be productive. I didn't talk about how with ADHD people, you can have five tabs open on your laptop and still get all five things done in that mm. day compared to somebody that doesn't have that. Um, and I think from a standpoint of in a school industry and educational industry, we're put late, we're putting labels on people that shouldn't have labels just because you mm -hmm. think different and act different and react different. Doesn't mean that we need to put a label on it saying, Hey, you're now this, um, what instead we need to do is lean into how we can help them specific people and how we can help that specific way of learning and that specific way of processing and that specific way of being an owner and being a person. And I really, really had, a giant reach out of people reach out to me because I had made multiple statuses, just like the one you just read off where I was like, Hey guys, look, I haven't talked about this at all. I haven't been open about this at all, but I have ADHD. Like I, I've had it, I've been diagnosed with it my whole life. And I've now learned over the past two ish years that there's a lot of things that I can do that normal people can't do. Like when I'm doing four tasks at once, and I'm able to accomplish all four tasks and I'm able to remember all four things going on, even though they're completely different from each other. Normal people can't do that. That's a superpower. But when you're looking at it from a school sense, right, when I'm sitting in school, when I'm sitting in the classroom, I can't focus on what you're doing on the board because you're doing one thing. My brain's looking at you doing this on the board, the swirl outside and then what I'm doodling on this piece of paper right now. And, and you could tell it and you could tell them about all three. <laughs> right, right. And in super, super high depth detail. I could go into what color the squirrel's eyes are. Like I mm. like that's all the awesome superpowers that ADHD has. And I've realized that it's an actual superpower that people need to lean into. And the only reason they don't is because they've been proven through life that it's a disability. That it's, that it's something that they shouldn't be proud to have, that they shouldn't lean into because it makes them different. But I want to be the person that's like, no, this is a superpower for you. Like, this is something that you have that other people don't have that you need to lean into because you actually can leverage this in a way that makes you be more productive, that makes you do more than the average person, that actually makes you process more than the average person. And um, I think it's just like, it was a really, really big flip because I've always used to look at it as a negative context mm -hmm. compared to a positive outlook. And that's just like a big, big switch that we've been going through in my business is now that I've been public about that, I have so many people reaching out to me and they're like, dude, I, I literally feel the same way. Like I haven't talked about this to anybody because I'm scared that they're going to be like, hey, go take medication. Hey, hey, go, go calm yourself down. Hey, go do this or hey, go do this. Go change yourself in this type of way. And, and me being the person saying, no, don't, don't change yourself, be yourself. Add into that, go lean into that. That is a power that you have. Um, it, it's brought out a lot of people in the woodwork that I really didn't know were there 
And now I realize that it's a real problem. It's like really something that the educational system has been doing for years. And um, it's just something that I've really, really put into my business to kind of help change. I think uh, in that same sentence, I was a kid who uh, I wasn't a trouble kid. I wasn't one of the guys, but I I was, (laughs) I was kicked out of class basically every day. (laughs) Right. And, and, but, (laughs) but I wasn't not liked by the teachers. I I wasn't somebody that they didn't not like. They just didn't know how to handle it. And obviously I didn't know how to handle it. And I think that coming from someone that has that same energy level and, and, and has the ability to do it, it's, it's what you've been going through and all your story, that ADD actually kept you moving, man. That that kept you moving. And I thought that I would share with other people that maybe feel this or people that don't understand people that have that sense of like, I just want to go. It's a driver. It's a driver. And what I learned was that coming from kind of a martial arts young background, that was the only place that I would focus nine years old. It was the only place that I would extremely hyper focus. And as I got older, I realized that there was a formula that was happening when I would when I would go there. And so anybody on here, and, and maybe this kind of goes along with what you do as well, but I found that people have ADHD, they need this exact learning process. It, 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 to the T, you will move an ADH person. Here it is, it's very simple. Show me, do it with me, and then let me do it on my own. The reason why is because we're all over the place, but we want action. And so once somebody shows you how to do it, you then want to do it like that because you're such a driver. And what I found is what anytime somebody shows me that, show you how to do it, take just a short amount of time. You don't need as much time with ADHD, guys. If you show the exact process and then let me do the process, my execution is tenfold. It's through the roof. And so now that I see you going through this process, you're now shifting your business and you, um, well, I would consider yourself a, a, a multiple business owner now. But as I, as I went back and another comment that you had made, you would, you would mention that you had uh, three successful businesses. And then you also said, what about the 11 <laughs> that were failures? And they didn't go through and they didn't, didn't go through that. When somebody's going through that consistent failure, what, what advice do you have for them when they, when, and, and obviously we've been talking about it. Where is that one thing that you say in your head that just says, keep going? I mean, that's 11 failures. Why do you keep going? There is one statement and one statement only to this. You're not failing, you're growing. There is no such thing as failure. There is only such thing as learning and growing. Every time that you are failing, you're not, the way we look at failure is wrong in in a sense. Um, You're never, you never fail. You you never fail, period, ever in life. What you intend to do is you have something that you're trying to do. You, You don't succeed at doing it. You learn a lesson. And then as long as you get back up and try to do the thing again, you now know how to not do it. But how are you ever going to know not to do it if you didn't not do it the first time? You know what I mean? So it's just something that I have learned through multiple failed businesses, multiple failed business attempts is I'm not failing at this particular thing. What I'm doing instead is I have now reached a level or reached a wall that I have personally hit that I need to overcome. And there's a reason that I need to overcome this. I am learning something. I'm going through a process of evaluation. I'm going through a process of growth. So every time I'd failed, every time I'd gotten kicked down, and this goes from my dogs getting shot by the police, my fiance cheating on me, my failed business attempts, my stroke, everything. I always look at it like, well, what did I learn? Why did I go through this? Not, oh my gosh, I've just been kicked down. I need to get back up. It's no, I've been kicked down for a reason. I need to learn the reason. So when I get back up, I know why I got kicked down so I can continue to walk higher. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just something that I think people need to like really, really comprehend more on a personal level is don't ever tell yourself that you just failed. Only tell yourself that you just learned something new. 
because that's simply all that's happening. So there's an outside um, influence that happens with that. And the moment that you choose to go do that, there's other outside influences that come after you, right? So how do you handle, um, how would you suggest, and I think around even, even your age group is usually, you know, make a decision to go and, you know, take this position or do any of those things. But those that take the route of the entrepreneur, what is it that you think that you could give them in their mindset to not let them take the outside influences and keep going? Um. Truthfully, what I have realized is that energy reflects energy. And what I mean by that, and I'll kind of go do a deep dive on this, is if you project negative energy, like let's say that when I was going through the stroke, if I was lying on my deathbed in the hospital. I think we lost some audio. Maybe you could check your audio real quick. Better now? No, a little odd. It just, it went a little. (laughs) Yeah, it it says I got a good connection. Well, okay, go for it. We'll just up it. <laughs> um, but basically, like, there we when go. you are still crystal clear? No, we're good now. It came back. Okay, cool. Um, but basically, like, energy reflects energy. So your what you project outside of your body will come back to you. Um, so if you are constantly in a negative context, if you're constantly thinking negative, if you're constantly... Um, projecting negative, guess what's going to gravitate around you? Negativity, negative people, negative thoughts, negative actions, negative organizations, every single thing negative. If you see negative, you're always going to see negative. But if you train yourself to see positive and and reflect positive and and project positive, guess what's going to come find you? Positivity, Mm -hmm. the positivity connections, the positivity influences, the positivity in life in general. And it's something that I don't think very many people really think about deeply um, at all. And it's something that if I feel as though I would be in a way worse position now, if I hadn't realized this before I had all these negative things happen to me in my life that I need to look at them like, okay, this thing happened to me. That's okay. It's negative. It happens. I learned my lesson. Well, now what's the positive? Where's the positive? I am hunting actively for the positive outcome. And you know what always happens regardless of what the situation is? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be, it finds you. It, it literally finds you. It, the positive outcome finds you. And it, and I want to kind of reflect something that personally happened to me um, before this whole stroke. I was in a place where I'm trying to scale my company. I'm trying to figure out how to get to the next level. Um, I was putting out the energy I need somebody in my life that can help me do X, Y, Z, right? I knew exactly what I needed done in my company. I knew exactly the person. I needed the person that was opposite me, um, just simply being put. I needed somebody that was opposite me in every single thing, in every single way. Um, somebody that thinks different, processes different, acts different, reacts different, and all of that. I had put energy into searching for that person inside of myself. Okay. Mm. I didn't actively make statuses. I didn't actively post about it. I didn't, I didn't, I put into diligence. Yes. I was actively saying, Hey, I'm looking for this person. This is what I'm trying to find. I put the energy out there in the world, but what happened, and this took me three months of kind of putting that energy out there. I had a coach reach out to me and they were like, Hey, you want to jump on a phone call? And I was like, sure. Why not? Let's get on a phone call. And within the first 45 minutes of a phone call, I realized that that person had come to find me and it was the person I was looking for. Like, I mean, down to the exact detail, because I, I notate everything in my journal, like down to the exact detail, the type of person, their personality and who they are found me. And the only way I can actively say that they were able to find me is because I was putting out that energy. I was putting out that, that vibe in the world. And Another thing we learn as entrepreneurs, and if you haven't learned this, this is like one of the biggest keys to success. Um, We're all pulling information from the same cognitive mind. We're all pulling information from the same cognitive spirit. So what you are projecting into the world and what you're projecting in your mind and in your energy, it will come to find you. So if you're seeking new information, that new information will come find you. If you're seeking a new person, that new person will come find you. 
But also same thing with negative is if you're thinking negative or seeing negative, the negative things will come find you. And you really got to kind of project yourself in a way where you're realizing that, that my actions and my influence personally really do dictate my real life and my real world that's going around me and that pivots around me. I, yeah, I mean, that's exactly, and maybe there's a, a sense of, you know, they come back and they say like law of attraction, you know, those was, was really a big book talks about that. Um, and there's an old, there's that old uh, game they call slug bug for years ago. And, you know, when you saw like a, this certain vehicle, then you would punch someone in the arm. And the irony is the moment that you start playing that game, those cars start popping up everywhere. And scientifically, it's because you have literally eliminated everything else out and you've opened your mind to be able to see that thing. And I think that that comes down to like a lot of manifestation. You know, you literally are manifesting what you want and you're putting out there what you want and what you desire. So now you've done affiliate marketing. You went through this experience, which you're still in it. How are you feeling, by the way? I mean, before I keep going, how are you feeling right now? I mean, to be honest with you, so like, and this is the best way to describe this is you're not ever going to be able to feel the way I feel unless you have a stroke. So like, let's say you take a bucket of water and you dump it on my head. I will feel the water run down my nose. And let's say it goes over here to the left, right? The second it touches my cheek from this, this point on, and same thing with this whole side of my body, I can't feel it. Like literally if, if I lay my hand across my chest right here, I only feel my elbow on my right side. I only feel my right arm. I can't feel sun. I can't feel the energy around me on this left side of my body. Um, it's almost as if my body completely went mute and to all the energy around me. And it's something that's really, really challenging to me. But it's also something that um, makes me kind of respect life in a different aspect because now it's like my right side of my body can feel the sun, can feel the wind, can feel heat, can feel cold. It, it can be a real normal person. But the left side of my body is not here anymore. Like um, I could literally probably take a hammer on this hand, nail my hand, my hand with a hammer, and I wouldn't even feel it. But if I do it to the right hand, I completely feel it. And um, it just goes to show you how sensitive we are as humans and as creatures that really what energy we're feeling in this world can really be stopped because it's all neurologically happening in our brains. It's not really happening to us. Mm. So you've now, you know, you, you now have made some shifts. I mean, you made some very definitive decisions while you've been going through this and you've been very vocal about them and you've been very real about them. And I think that that over this amount of time, I think you've been working on it before, but your affiliate business was your structure that you had going for a long time. Maybe you can share a little bit about what the new venture is and what, what it is you're looking to serve. Um, and, and, and where pursuit of happiness is going to go for Mr. Andrew Napier over the next few years. So um, the biggest pivoting point for me is definitely going to be kind of going from affiliate marketing and like coaching, consulting, doing lower level uh, affiliate stuff and commission details to kind of having my own product, my own service and my own thing. Now, I don't think I would ever be able to be in this position if I had never started with affiliate marketing before. I had to learn the business processes. I had to learn, like you were talking about with ADHD, I had to see it and now I had to do it. And now that I've done it and I've used other people's leverage, other people's companies, other people's systems, products, structures, ecosystems, I've now studied them. I've now implemented them. I've now understood them. Now I can take and use that for building my own consulting company, for building my own processes, for building my own systems. And now I'm kind of leveraging my own systems, my own, my own ecosystems. And the end of the day, kind of something that I've never seen done and I've never seen anybody do is root into the coaching of happiness, root into helping people find that internal light in themselves. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have that internal light inside of yourself, your business is useless. Your life is useless. You're, you literally are wandering around life blind. Like if you don't have that internal drive 
and you don't have the right tools or the resources or, or the processes to understand how to find that, you're never going to be able to find it. Or it could be a sense like I had to go through. I had to go through four or five years of just negative, negative things that constantly kept happening to build myself to this point. Well, instead of having other people go through the same experience and have to go through all these life lessons over and over again, how about I just build them a process that helps fast track them to finding that internal light, to helping them find that internal happiness and peace and then prosperity. So that's kind of where we're going with pursuit of happiness marketing is it's no longer about what makes my pursuit of happiness and what makes my clients pursuit of happiness. It's all about how can I help my people, my organization, anybody that's entitled with me or anybody that's in this find their internal internal light internal peace and internal happiness so then they can go and drive that force for whatever they're trying to do whatever business model it is at full throttle compared to being held back because they haven't found that light yet so that's kind of um where we're headed and what we're trying to do well andrew this has been an incredible interview um i'm sure you've inspired me my friend and i'm sure that anybody listens to it's going to feel the same way and with that, um, where can people support you? Where can people get in contact with you? Where can they get in, in contact of your business so that they can find that happiness as an entrepreneur and reach out to you? Where would be the best places that they could find you? Um, so I actually have everything routed from my homepage. So if you go to teampom, teampohm.com, uh, you'll be able to find everything that we do from now till we're done in business. Uh, I constantly update it weekly. Uh, I update my podcast. Like anytime this podcast episode, once it goes live, it'll be there on the homepage. Uh, anytime like I'm on the news articles, anytime there's articles being produced about me or the company or clients, they're all there and available for people. Um, it's all there. Like I, I literally update it constantly because I want people to have access to not just seeing my story and not seeing other people's stories, but seeing the whole journey. I want it to be very open because at the end of the day, that journey is what makes us. Well, thank you very much, my friend. This has been an incredible interview and I can't tell you enough how proud everybody is of you to push through this and you're going to change a lot of people's lives. Thank you so much, my friend. Definitely, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. You got it, man. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Mood is to entrepreneurs.